I told you I had this out of body experience last night. Mm -hmm. I was looking at some of the videos that we've got on the channel, which is these vlogs. And I, and, and I, I was not associating with myself in that yeah. moment. I was just looking at it through the eyes of like a, a neutral person. Yeah. And I saw a guy who is in America yeah. interviewing Sam Harris, Bill Burr, he's doing Joe Rogan. And he was only like 10 minutes later that I realized that guy was me. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, that's incredible. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to Trigonometry Destroys America. I'm Francis Foster. I'm Constantine Kissin. And this is a show for you if you want honest conversations with fascinating people. We don't have either of those for you today because today it's just us reviewing the trip we've just finished, Francis. Bill Burr walked out of the door behind you two hours ago. And he says we're best friends, so... I'm not, did he say that just... I, I wasn't there for that part. No. Well, no, he didn't, but I know he meant it. I know he meant it. Yeah. You know, he meant it. But yeah. no, it was what an incredible interview. Well, the interview itself was incredible, but I want to talk about the whole trip. Okay. Because working our way back, mm -hmm. today was Bill Burr, yesterday was Adam Carolla and Sam Harris. Mm -hmm. Before that, we were in Nashville where we interviewed Matt Walsh. Colin Wright as Colin well. Colin Wright as well. Before that, we were in Austin, Texas, where, I mean, we went on Joe Rogan's show. Which was increíble. Increíble. Uh, we we were very diplomatic. Yeah, I felt. Yeah, we were. I mean, I was. Oh, so which was is I. What do you mean? So were you? I was diplomatic. Joe, Joe literally just said most British comedians suck, and you guffawed and then said, "Yeah, I agree with you." Knowing yeah. we're about to go to Edinburgh, where we're going to be surrounded <laughs> by the very people who all got triggered by that comment. Yeah, but did they? And just... they're all blaming me. <laughs> yeah, but. We blamed your people since time and Yeah, I know, I know blaming the Jews is the customary way of doing it. Yeah. I just didn't expect it coming from you, mate. But it just Cause, Just because you look Jewish as well. Yeah, no, it works so beautifully. Do you know what I mean? Your people have been excelling at that for generations. Who am I to stop this wonderful tradition? Unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, so Big Joey, we, we went on Joe's show. Uh, that was absolutely mind-blowing. And the one thing I take away most of all from this trip, actually, is... I learned this from our experience on, on being on Joe's show. And I said it to him and it, because it was, it was true afterwards. Like, I always thought of going in and spending four hours or however long it would be with Joe as an opportunity. I did not realize how much fun it would be. Yeah, it was incredible fun. It was, and by the end of it, what was insane for me is like, here we are. And I, and I was just in this mode that you and I would be if we're sitting in a restaurant or at yeah. the studio or whatever. Um, where it's like we talk about sport and boxing and we were just shooting the shit about the UFC and I was like, oh yeah, I've got this point to send. And then I and then I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. This is the guy that's interviewed like every UFC champion ever mm -hmm. and actually knows what he's talking about. Yeah. You know what's very interesting as well is how much of a difference did that blunt make to the entire interview and to the entire It changed experience. the interview. It, it changed, changed the direction it. and it was perfectly timed. Yeah, it was. It was because, you know, for two hours, it, we were talking about culture war. We were talking about very serious issues like the grooming gangs. Yeah. And we were talking about political correctness, free speech. And then we did a good solid chunk of that classic trig. Yeah. Then the old bifters came out and we went, 
in, in a, a different com- direction. But we, we've never talked about like spirituality on the show in that way. No. Or, um, I tell you what, what uh, the, you, you talked about it with Bri- when, we, when we did the podcast with Bridget mm-hmm. Fetisi, how for you there was a moment when it was, oh shit, this is Joe Rogan. Yeah. Like when he walked in. I didn't feel that. But what I did feel is the moment he asked me about whether Putin is going to use a nuke. Yeah. Uh, and I was already stoned. Yeah. I was like, I, I better wake up. Like, yeah. I better pay attention here. Because, yeah. I mean, didn't fuck about Joe, did he? Just no. soften you up, give you a blood, and then just bam. And just in, because he wanted the real one. Yeah. He wanted, the, he wanted truth the truth from you. Yeah. But no, it was it was an incredible experience. And then the next day, see, the, the thing is with doing Rogan is it's a journey. And it sounds really wanky, but it kind of is. Because you've been preparing for it for so yeah. long. Yeah. And even when you, you're not preparing for it, for it, you're still kind of on that path anyway, because you've got to start your thing, you've got yeah. to do it, you've got to practice it, you've got to become really good at it, da 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 da, da. You then do the podcast. Mm. And then you leave the room, and then the next day you just prepare for the fallout. And I think probably all his guests get that to a certain degree. Everybody goes through I mean, the- not all his guests come on there and shit on their former industry <laughs> for an hour straight, mate. <laughs> Only me and you have that level of troll. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But it, what a magical experience it was. Yeah, man. It, it what was, a guy. What, what a, a guy. And then, do you remember we, when we went to the comedy night afterwards? Yeah, that was incredible. That was completely mind-blowing because he was just so uncensored. Yeah. I haven't seen anything like that in my life. No. It was it was brilliant. And a lot, not a lot, but some of the jokes were too fine for me. But I was yeah. like... F- at least someone's able to make them. Yeah, exactly. Just because I don't personally like them doesn't mean I want people not to be able to make them. Yeah. Um, and in the UK, that would literally never happen. And then you wrote a tweet about that, and then that went really that well. Went, that went down really well, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, what an experience. But Joe is such a legitimate dude. Like, one thing that he did is he helped us with a lot of the other things that we were doing. And I don't want to, you know, talk about it publicly, but... He's a leg- legitimately guy, and I know this from other people. Again, not can't say how, but we, like he's someone who really likes helping other people. Yeah. He yeah. wants to help you be better. This is what we talked about on the show. Like, I think we forget how different the British comedy scene and culture is mm-hmm. on the in this respect. Yeah, exactly. Like everyone is pulling everyone down. No yeah. one wants anyone to do well. And here is just the opposite. And it's also partially, and I know you're going to say I've got a chip on my shoulder, it's partially a class thing. Oh, for fuck's sake. It's true. Oh, no, I grew up without money, man. You know, people don't want you to get to that next level. They just don't want it. Well, because you 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 you've got the wrong accent. Exactly where you are, yes. See, this is the thing with you, mate. You, you want to ram your class in <laughs> every fucking orifice of every conversation. Yes, I do. Why is that? Because I genuinely think it's not something that we don't go anywhere near as much to addressing it as we should. We just don't. I think and, it's true. You know, and our, this is what I love about America. Our society, and I love Britain. I've been having people say, yeah, I do love it. It's my home. But everything is stratified. Everybody knows their strata, where they are, etc. You come to America... It's like somebody has got the cards and thrown them up in the air. I know what you mean, but so much of that is just in your head, man. It is. Look at you. Look where you're sitting. In America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've made it. Yeah. 
But we did it on our own. Yeah. We didn't go through the traditional... Yeah, but no one's holding us down. Yeah. No one's got, oh, France has got a weird accent. No. Except me. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. Get them out of here. Yeah. But at the BBC... Yeah. Well, you're not nonce enough for the BBC, Yeah, that is true. That is true. You're not that interested in kids. Exactly. And I was proven innocent of all charges, so tick, tick. Exactly. that has been the, the, the wonderful thing about America, the thing that I have loved. There's an energy here. There's yeah. a positivity. Yeah. When you come here, you can feel yourself tap into it. Yeah, and no one's looking at you going, where is this person coming from in society? Yeah. People just, they, they you know, they want to do well and they want other people to do well. Now, look, in every country, there's going to be good people and bad people mm-hmm. and stupid people and clever people and, and all, all sorts of it. Uh, and I know that in in the U.S. there is a lot of sort of like bitching and fighting against you know among comedians of different scenes etc. But it, it does feel like a completely different experience. And one of the things for us is we've really expanded our friendship circle while we've been here. Like most of the people we've met, you know, we haven't even talked about the time we spent in Virginia yet before no. Austin, where we stayed with Seb Gorka, who's a big fan of the show and a friend of ours. And it took us. To shoot some guns. Took shoot us some to guns, gun. experience some freedom. All this stuff was like in our vlogs that our supporters see. And, and that's another thing that's been incredible. Like I, I told you I had this out-of-body experience last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, admittedly, mm-hmm. we had had a bit more of the weed. Yeah. But the reason I bring it up is like I was looking at my phone and checking our stats, which I don't usually do. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't look at that really ever. Mm-mm. No, we don't. Definitely don't look at it every night. No, or every morning. Yeah, we definitely don't do that. But I was looking at at, at, our, at our stats and I was looking at uh, some of the videos that we've got on the channel, which is these vlogs. And I and, and I, I was not associating with myself in that yeah. moment. I was just looking at it through the eyes of like a, a neutral person. Yeah. And I saw a guy who is in America yeah. interviewing Sam Harris, Bill Burr, is doing Joe Rogan. And he was only like 10 minutes later that I realized that guy was me. Yeah. And we were like traveling around, documenting the trip, checking interesting things out, making friends. And I was like, fuck, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that we are able to do this, the fact that we've got so many people who are watching us, listening to us, willing us on, giving us money, joining locals, doing all of these di- different things, even or even just listening or watching. It, it's still amazing that people are willing to give their time to yeah. listen to yeah. two idiot comedians. Yeah. That, to me, blows me away, and I'll guess, it blows me away every single time. And what I want, the more we grow, is to have more experiences like this. Mm-hmm. I want to take on our, our audiences, on our, our audience, on even more of a journey. Yeah. Because I think the magic of this trip was, and people messaged me, they were like, oh, I've been watching you since 2019 or mm. 2018, mm. and seeing you go on Rogan makes me so proud. You mm. know, like, it's like a band. Like, yeah. you see them in the back of a pub, yeah, yeah, and then you watch them yeah, grow yeah, yeah, and do yeah, yeah. bigger stuff and whatever else. Yeah. And I'm just really looking forward to when we do even more incredible things. Yeah. Just bring everyone on a journey with us. Yeah, man, the vlogs, of, I think, are going to be potentially a very interesting part of the future of the show yeah because people want to see like how it actually happens you know um and i that that's fascinating to me looking into that so we'll see what we can do but uh elliot who's our uh, intern uh you know will be getting a nice bonus 
yeah. because of the work he's done on making those vlogs. 50 quid coming each way to you. I was going to say 20, but you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, yeah. So that's been absolutely mind-blowing. And the number of people who like us here, who watch us here. Yeah. We had someone come up to us in L.A., who works for like a massive movie star. We had people We had people come up to us in every city that we've been in. Absolutely. Think about that. Think, think how incredible that is. Yeah. Are you tired of using bulky old wallets, giving you a bulge where you don't want it to be? My old wallet was massive, so it brought all the ladies to the yard, which was a huge distraction and got in the way of my esteemed work on trigonometry. Ridge wallets have an incredible solution for you. This is mine, sleek, stylish, and with an industrial look to it. It can fit 12 cards with cash on the back using a clip like this one or a strap. We've got one for the whole team. I've got one, Francis has one, even our producer Anton has one, but he's from Liverpool, so he flogged his on the black market. The great thing about Ridge is that they give you a lifetime guarantee, which means if you want, you can have only one wallet for the rest of your life. Ridge are so confident in the quality of their product, they will give you 45 days to test drive their wallets. That means you can get the wallet, use it, and if you don't like it, you can return it within 45 days. Because Ridge are such great guys, they're gonna give you 10% off and free worldwide shipping and returns. To take advantage of this incredible offer, go to ridge.com forward slash trigger. That's ridge.com forward slash trigger and use our special code, which is of course, trigger. And what's really exciting and what, you know what I love about when we get a big named guest on, they always come in, they're always like a little bit, you know, like a cat when it's going into a new place. It's yeah. a little bit like, yes. and it's just like, what's going on? They sit down and they're like, they have a bit of a chat. They go, it's all right. And then they get into it yeah. and they're still, but a lot of the time, either you or I manages to find that way in and then it goes. Yeah. 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 It was like that with Bill today. Yeah. Uh, it was like that with Joe. You did it with Joe. Yeah. There was a moment. Uh, you were very wise to mention the weed. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you whipped the blunt right out. Yeah, exactly. And, and then you walk away, like yeah. with one of our guests, and I won't say who it is. They came in with a fist bump and they left with a handshake. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love that. You just manage to open something up in people and then people get to understand who they truly are. Yeah. And why they think the way they think. Yeah, yeah. That was fascinating. It's amazing. Yeah, it's brilliant. I, I love that today uh, and every every other day that we've done. And there's been some uh, challenges, like when we first arrived, all our equipment didn't show up, basically. We had nothing, so we had to run around New York. Um so, you know, there were some challenges, but it's been an absolute joy. An absolute joy. If this trip, it's felt slightly magical. Yeah. There's, there seems to have that kind of yeah. magical quality about it. Yeah. And it's just, it's difficult to describe. Mm. Well, I think we came to a place that we we haven't really been in. Mm -hmm. in this way like yeah. it's different being here doing what we we were doing yeah we're meeting people we're literally in the place where like the industry that we're in yeah is being created and cancelled and cancelled <laughs> every day yeah right but if you're into podcasting or if you're into stand-up yeah or if you're into politics or yeah. into philosophy we have met and interviewed on this trip 
people who are literally at the pinnacle of that. Yeah. Bill Burr is at the pinnacle of stand-up. Yeah. Joe Rogan is the pinnacle of podcasting, yeah. right? Yeah. Sam Harris is the pin pinnacle of the political and philosophy conversation. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, he's got, once you get to those points, people become controversial and some people would disagree with him. But there's no question that Sam Harris is one of the world's most prominent public intellectuals yeah. in the last five years, five, seven years. Yeah. That's just, just what he is. Yeah. He's him, Jordan Peterson, Douglas Murray, you know, these are public intellectuals at that level. Um, so on all those fronts, we've been literally talking to the people who are making and shaping that world. Yeah. And it's been fascinating. This trip has felt, I, this trip has felt far longer than two and a half weeks. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, why is that? And it's because we're having such incredible experiences yeah. that time is slowing down. Yeah. There, there was a point in the Rogan interview well, I lost track of all time. That would be the weed, mate. Yeah, that will be the weed. But it's also, you know, I've had it so often since we've been here. Like, days last forever. Because we're experiencing so much. We're meeting so many incredible people. We're growing as a result. Like, we're going to come back, all three of us, different than when we went. Yeah, there's no question about it. I think we're already different. One of the ways I'm different, you know, I am really, really keen that trigonometry becomes a vehicle now in the UK for people who are doing good things to get a bigger audience. Yeah. I think in the past, I was so focused on growing what we are growing that it didn't occur to me that we are actually now in a position to help other people. Yeah. You know, and if someone is doing good work, why can't we do what Joe does here? Which yeah. is, you know, there are people who have, I don't know, 30,000 subscribers on YouTube and in the past, we were so focused on growing our audience that we wanted to talk to them, but it was it was difficult to reconcile with, with the fact that we want yeah. more people to watch the show, right? Yeah. So you have to get people with a bigger audience. Yeah. And we always tried, like we always gave people an opportunity, you know, when, it, when we felt that it was really yeah. w worth it, you know. And obviously, like when we're talking about serious issues, you get someone on no matter how big an audience they have, like Dr. Ella Hill is yeah. a good example. Like that is the interview I am most proud of that we have done and I include this trip. Yeah. Right? And that interview was never going to get more than like 100,000 views or whatever yeah. it's on. But for the most part, you have to focus on getting people who are big names. Yeah. You know, and part of the conversation at that level. And it, now I feel, you know, we have a, a responsibility to take on Joe's attitude, which mm -hmm. is building a community of people. That's what I learned from him. And support people who are coming up, you know. And there's so many people that in the UK are doing good stuff. Uh, and we don't even know a lot of them yet because, we, again, we've been so focused on what we've been doing. Mm. But there, there, there are lots of people, comedians and, and other people who, who are trying to make stuff. Yeah. Why not bring them along? Why not, why not give them an opportunity? And I know? think that's really important because... Like you said, that was the inspiring thing about Joe, that he's a, he gets on people who have nowhere near the size of an audience yeah. that wouldn't that you know you would want to bring on to so that people would hear about the podcast, so that people would understand it. But he believes that they have something of value to yeah. add, and that he can help them along the way. Yeah. And look, he's been burned, we've been burned. Yeah. But it's really important that you bring people in. You give them a chance so that they can then go on 
and create amazing things. Yeah, well, and look, uh, you know, whatever people think about the two people I'm going to mention, the fact is they're important figures in the culture, in the cultural space. We were the first people, as far as I know, to do a long-form interview with Zuby. Yep. And we were the first people, as far as I know, to do a long-form interview with Lawrence Fox. Yeah. Right? Um, I, I, I mean, I'm not saying we made them. We did, but yeah. I, I'm not saying that. You should be grateful. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm obviously not saying it, but you know what I mean. Yeah. There, there are lots of people out there who, who've got, you know, opinions that they're strongly held and they're people of charisma and character and yeah. whatever, you know. And we may ag agree with everything that person does down the line or not, but, you know, I think it's really important for us to, to encourage people who want to speak their mind. Yeah. Whatever position they're coming from, actually, mm. you know. Like, a lot of comedians had a go at us for what we said on Rogan, but... I, if there are people who have something interesting to say and who are building something cool and exciting that don't agree with us, I'd love to have them on. Let's talk. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, uh, I, I'm not like, I'm not, this, this experience of being here is so, been so powerfully, positively inspiring yeah. Yeah. that I don't have any of that like, oh, we, we're going we're gonna to shut you out just because you have the wrong opinion. I mm. really don't, you know, and it's very tempting. And I think it's important that we we do that. I also think it's important, like if we see like a comedian who's been like a dick to us, but maybe they're going through their own stuff, and people are going to try and cancel them for innocuous. Yeah. You know, we just quote tweet it in with the words "ha ha." Exactly. No, but we Karma, actually, bitch. Yeah. How does that taste? <laughs> no, it's actually really important that we actually reach out and go, "Hey, hey, brother, you okay?" Yeah. Like, yeah. just here if you need, just let yeah. me know. Yeah. Because it's important for people to understand that we put, we platform, when we try to platform everybody, with regards to the exceptions at either end, but everybody else, you've got a chance of coming on here if you've got something valuable to say. Yeah. But also, you know, if you're going through your own stuff, if you know, if you if you're in danger, if you you know, you've got people who are coming for you and trying to take away your career and everything, that you can come to us and we will give you a fair hearing, and you'll be able to say and put across your experiences. Yeah, and that's really important. Yeah, I agree. So this experience has just been. It, it's been the deprogramming from a lot of kind of cultural indoctrination that we have in the UK that I've yeah. needed. Um, as for, you know, a lot of people were asking, like, are we moving to te Texas or whatever? Like, uh, I don't think we will be right away, but I definitely think we'll be spending more time in America than we have been. Well, we haven't been spending any, any time, time in America. America. So this so, yeah. But, like, we'll be back and probably quite soon and yeah. probably for a period of time. Yeah. Know? But we'll see. we'll see how that goes. We'll see yeah. how that goes. But I also feel, you know, like, I I mean, you can't pretend that when Joe Rogan says to you live in front of millions of people and also then, like, in private, mm. you should come. I really want you to come and be yeah. part of the, the community here. Like, you can't deny that that's flattering and very appealing, particularly because Austin is fucking incredible. Yeah. And it's also as well, you've got, you need to try it. Yeah. You need but, to try. But what I, where I was going was also, I do feel that, you know, we are a British show. Yeah. And the people who watched us from the beginning and the people who supported us from the beginning and the people who 
who were really invested in our show, yeah. a lot of them are from Britain. Absolutely. And the issues we talk about are important to them in their lives. And to just like abandon them and just jump on the bandwagon of the United States, I don't think that would be the right move for us. Now, that's not to say that we may not eventually just f for whatever reason feel like this is the place that we've got to be for, you know, mm -hmm. for longer or permanently. But at the moment, I feel like, you know, there's such important battles being fought and actually there are some wins going on. You know, gender ideology in the time that we've been away. Tavistock has been shut down. We had a whistleblower from Tavistock come and talk about it. Yeah. To, to hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. Government ministers, I bet you, who, who made that decision and who, who were part of the process of that whole thing, they would have watched that interview. Yeah, absolutely. You know? that, that's just one example, and there's been others too. And... That's the thing about the UK, is it's still our home. We still consider ourselves British. And there's so many problems here at the moment. There's so many things that we need to talk about. There's so many things that aren't being talked about in nearly as honest a way as they should be. And we really need to go back and talk to these people and expose what is happening in all these different, you know, in, in, in all these different facets of society. Yeah. It needs to be done yeah. because we were the ones doing it. Now, there were other people who've come along, but I like to think that we do it best and that we need to be back. Yeah, I agree. And also, uh, you know, our raw shows, yeah. they're not everybody's cup of tea for sure. Yeah. Because some people are frigid. Yeah, exactly. Minches and not in a good way. Um, too far. But anyway, <laughs> uh, what I was going to say is... Uh, we met one of our top supporters yeah. here in New York, Nathan Woodard, and one of the things he said to us, I never really thought about it like that because it's a kind of, you know, if you think that about yourself, it's an arrogant way of looking at it. But on Raw, we combine offensive but funny comedy with what I'd like to think is a fair-minded political analysis. Yeah that will take the piss out of the people on the left and the right when they go wrong. Now, look, we have our views of things, and at the moment, the far left concerns us more. Yeah. Because it's more numerous and it's captured institutions and yeah. so on, whatever. But we are combining a fair-minded political commentary with humor. And what Nathan said to us, he said, you're not the best at what you do. You're the only people who do that. Mm -hmm. And I'm, not, I'm certainly not aware of any comparable show. And I don't think you could do a comparable show on TV, even on even on somewhere you know like GB News, where the guys do a good job, you know. But it's still constrained by the parameters of television. Boys, uh, what we do is raw. Exactly, and raw works because we're British, because we take a British attitude and a British way of looking at the world, a British lens, and just cast it across the globe. And the people who watch us tend to be, you know, people from all over the world, but they tend to be two things. They tend to be Anglophiles, number one. Mm. And number two, they're lovers of British comedy. Mm. So they watch this and they get this sort of wry look at the world, very cynical. And that's British. And I love American humour and I love American stand-ups. Are you going to shit on American stand-ups? No, 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 no. You're going to do both in one trip? No, no, I no, love no. British humour and the American comics all suck. <laughs> yeah, well, they all suck. No. But that way of looking at the world, of going, hey, this is shit, isn't it? That's British. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what we do best, mate. Yeah, that's what we, and that's what that's what Raw is. <laughs> yeah, he's looking at all these different comple complex, yeah. difficult you know, subjects and events, and just going, it's a bit shit, isn't it? Yeah, and combined with, you know, we push every boundary. Yeah, you know, comedically. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. So I look forward to getting back and and getting the Raw started back up. Yeah, uh, and of course, I mean we've recorded like incredible interviews that I look forward to putting out for like you'll, you'll last us a month. If I'm not more. so excited for people to see these interviews. Oh, I mean Sam Harris, you know that's going to piss off a hell of a lot of people. But also, there's a bit in it when he talks about how to live a happy life that's just brilliant. You know, uh, Bill Burr, for, hilarious. Yeah. Adam Carolla talking about, you know, how California has become like a super progressive and therefore very restricted place. Yeah. And being really funny and talking about, you know, the working class situation and all of that. Matt Walsh was brilliant. Matt Walsh was very good. And I challenged them pretty hard on the feminist yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah. So people, people will, I think, feel like it was a, you know, he got asked the right questions. Yep. At least from me. I think there's something we probably left out that Posey might, might she might revoke yeah. the praise that she yeah. had for us after Rogan, but we'll see. Um, you know, Jan Jekielek, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, Coleman Hughes, always great. Mark Norman, yeah. Tyler Fisher is a great interview. Yeah. You know, uh, Theo Vaughn, I mean, that Oof. one. We've got to take responsibility for that, man. Well, I don't know. I think Joe needs to take some responsibility because he's got us fucking stoned yeah. and then sent us off to interview Theo Vaughn. Yeah. And bless Theo, lovely man, phenomenal comedian, by the way. Jamie, one of the best comedians. When we ever. saw him live afterwards, it was yeah. insane. He was insane, like so good. And what a sweetheart as well, really nice guy. But he turns up a sober dude to two comedians' podcasts that he's never watched, who are clearly off their nut. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> it was weird. Thanks, Joe. Hey, KK, do you believe in spring cleaning? Yes, but only when my wife does it. In Russia, men who clean are executed for not being real men, which is correct. Well, for those men who are living in the 21st century, Manscaped has an incredible offer for you. Manscaped are the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming and have forever changed the grooming game with their amazing performance package 4.0. Inside this care bundle, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0. Trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, <laughs> performance boxer brief, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. This elite trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. Although your wearables might look like a couple of Boris Johnsons, treat them with respect and benefit from their proprietary skin-safe technology. Complete your grooming game this spring with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. This stuff is legit and will have you smelling like royalty. The good kind, not Prince Andrew. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TRIGGER20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code TRIGGER20 at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out all your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. The stuff that we, we are putting out as a result of this trip is going to be high quality. Yeah. People are going to love the interviews. It's going to be so exciting for us to see people. Because like you said, like it's been such a leap yeah. for us to be interviewing these people um, who, we, who we've always wanted to talk with, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, because, and also for me, you know, there's a, 
there's like a, an intellectual challenge yeah. part of it, which is like, can I dance the dance with Sam Harris? Yeah. And I actually thought we did exactly that. We did. You know, we, we, we held him, we, we, we were with him, and whenever he said things that we thought, you know, he, his logic was faulty, like we knew what to say, you know yeah. what I mean? There's always that part of it too. Like you're, 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 you're talking to some smart people now. Yeah. Sam Harris was one of those people. He had rich billionaire vibes when he came in. Yeah. And he just sat down. By the way. What a nice dude. What a lovely, lovely, lovely man. We, we had some tech issues and Anton was faffing about for, with it, trying to work it out and whatever. Yeah. It was taking a long time. And we were like, okay, fuck it. Like, look, I don't want to. I don't want to waste any more of your time, Sam. Anton, let's just do. And, and he was like, no, no, guys, guys, I don't have anything planned for the rest of the afternoon. So just take your time, and we'll do it right. And he gave us. We did an hour forty interview with him. Longer than that, yeah. So he was supposed to be here f from midday until one, and he left at like two thirty. You know, it was great. It was incredible, and he wanted to keep going. I wanted to keep going. Yeah. We all did. Yeah. But we had, you know, we had things with, with places that we needed to be. Yeah, dinner. Dinner. Exactly. But what a, what a pleasure. What a pleasure to sit with a mind as brilliant yeah. as Sam's and just hear him talk. Yeah, absolutely. That was incredible. And, you know, B Bill was fascinating as well because he's on an interesting journey as a person. Now. Yeah. You know, he talked a lot about basically, you know, becoming a better person and how yeah. that's affecting him and how other people perceive him as different and, and all that. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, how to become not only a better person for yourself, but arguably, more importantly, a better person for your children. Absolutely. And, of course, he was hilarious. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious. Yeah. You know. And there were a few little digs at both of us in there. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. There was even, when you watch it, a little bit of a, dare I say, shit impersonation of me, Bill. Was there? Yeah. Do you I remember? Forgot, just, oh, right, back to the camera. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. I think it was a shit impersonation of all British people, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, exactly. A collective impersonation of yeah. all of us. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that was fantastic. And uh, and by the way, there's people who we didn't interview, but like Bridget Fettersi. Yeah. What what a quality human being she is. Absolutely brilliant. Gnome from the from the Comedy Cellar. Gnome who runs the Comedy Cellar. Chris Williamson, who yeah. we, you know. Showed us around Austin. I love his channel, Modern Wisdom. People should check it out. He's just been on Rogan literally yesterday yeah. as we recorded it. So he's crushing it and he really looked after us. Yeah. I mean, Seb Gorka was just like amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody that we got to hang out with. It was just a mensch, as, yeah. as your people um, would say. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we went to like the comedy cellar. We saw Kevin Hart. Live. Live. I mean, there were some bits that weren't great. The one bit that was funny, oh, my God. Oh, man, that was incredible. That bit was incredible. TJ Miller, he's, he's had his critics. <laughs> <laughs> but he was phenomenal. Look, it was the whole thing was just touched yeah. by magic. Yes, it was. It was. Right from the first day. Yeah. And, got there. you know... We couldn't have done it without our, like, like I said, man, when I looked at my phone yesterday, I was just like, I can't believe this is my life. Yeah. You know, and um, that's why we, we talked to Joe about gratitude. It's like, um, you know, the feeling of gratitude yeah. that you and I and Anton feel. And, and this is the thing. I think people probably watch the show and think like, we're packing millions away in our bank accounts. Like, we haven't got any money at all. No. 
right. ignore the surroundings. <laughs> we really don't. No, we don't. We don't. We don't. We make enough money to pay ourselves a reasonable, modest salary and to pay our staff. Yeah. That's what. That's all the money that we have. It's not like we we've built a compound like no. Tim Pool or Joe Rogan or whatever. But th- just being here yeah. and doing this, it's like Bill Bursa. Just like none of us has a real job. No. And our job is this. Yeah. This is what we do. And that's why we're so happy. It's not like we came to LA and bought a fucking mansion. No. We are, we are delighted because we get to do this. Yeah. And we get to do raw. Yeah. And we get to be free. And we get to be free. And we don't have to muzzle ourselves and we can do the jokes that we want. And we don't have to beg comedy promoters for opportunities or whatever. We're just doing our thing and there's an audience out there for that. Exactly. And it's such... Just like Bernard Manning. Yeah. A good man. <laughs> Compared to a lot of comedians. I mean, more moral, probably. Far more moral. But... <laughs> it's not untrue. Uh, but... That is, ha- that is because of the people who support us. Yeah. It's the people who, like I said, one-off donations. It's the amazing audience that we've cultivated. This works because of them. Yeah. And that's why when I go back, a lot of my excitement is going to be from just going, they're going to lose their minds when they see the Bill Burr interview. Mm. Or they're going to get so fucking pissed off with Sam Harris. It's exciting. Yeah, man. It's so exciting yeah. that we're going to give them these amazing interviews. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I don't know what other podcast does that. It's just going to be great. And to, just to get the feedback and people going, hey, fuck them. or people just going, yeah, that was brilliant. Or, I think we already had that part. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, Sam Harris is going to get that. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. But, you know, one of the other things I learned from Joe as well is how dispassionately he is he dispassionate he is about disagreeing with people yeah when joe rogan says i don't think that's true you don't feel attacked no you don't right like for example you said right at the end of the conversation that people who say that boring fighting is is boring you know yeah. certain styles of fighting are boring and they're not real fans yeah. anyone that's not true yeah and he gave you an example but you didn't feel like you were attacked or humiliated, no, no. even though you should have been. Yeah. Right? For not knowing your shit. Exactly. Destroyed with facts and logic. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. And, and that, that's one of the other things that I really hope that we can cultivate with our show is, like, I think when we were starting out, a lot of people felt that they attached and projected their own political views and ambitious on, ambitions onto us. They thought that we have a particular ideology that we follow. Yeah. And we we are the vehicle by which that ideology will win, mm. right? But that's not really true. We want to talk to different people. And so one of the things that means is we've got to be able to talk to someone like Sam, with whom I disagree very profoundly on some of the things that he said in mm. that interview, you know? Yeah. And we've got to be able to talk to him and talk to him in a respectful way. Of course. In a way that he feels heard, in a way that he feels um, that he was worth his time coming here. That's really yeah. important. That That's the only way we progress. If it's just talking points 
you know, I've got this one, you've got that one. I don't think we're going to get anywhere, you no. know? And if we're going to use the internet, we've talked so much on our show about the damage, the damage, the utter damage to our society that social media is doing, big tech companies are doing, you know, then we have to offer something that is the antidote to that, at least here. At least in the hour or two hours that we spend with somebody, we've got to create a space where different conversations can be had and different people with different voices can be heard. I've always said my dream week at Trigonometry would be to release Nigel Farage on a Wednesday, Trump on a Sunday. <laughs> no, Farage on a Wednesday, Corbyn on a Sunday, Jeremy yeah. Corbyn. Yeah. That's what I want us to be. I want us to be, and we are, but continue to be and grow as being the center. Yeah. Where we interview everybody. Yeah. And you come here and you know what you're going to get is a fair hearing. Mm. And you're going to get a chance for you to say what you think and why you think it. And you'll be asked the questions that normal people, normal people will yeah. want to hear an answer to. Not some journalist bullshit. Yeah. About, you know, some people would say this. and No. Yeah. What, what a normal person, me or you. Like we're we're normal. This is the thing that makes the show work. Yeah, we're just normal people. Yeah, who have normal questions. We yeah. try to think about things in a common sense way. We're not we're not you know political philosophers or whatever. Yeah, we're just trying to ask the questions that most people would like to know. And sometimes those questions are more intellectual because you, you know that there are people out there who want the the, the mind nourishment yeah. of an intellectual conversation. And sometimes it's more practical. It's mm. about you know day to day politics. And sometimes it's entertaining. Or sometimes yeah. it's about a really, you know, I think high stakes issue, yeah. like the grooming gangs or like the trans conversation mm -hmm. right now where children are being mutilated. Yeah. And I feel a lot of indication now that you're seeing the Maya Four starter case, the Alison Bailey case, the Tavistock getting shut down for, you know, being one of the first people in our space. Um, all the feminists are going to get pissed <laughs> off now because they've been talking about it for years. But in terms of podcasters who, who come from our background, comedy. Yeah. We talked on Rogan about how scary it was to talk to Posey. Yeah. But I feel we were intellectually honest in that moment. We challenged her as best we could to try and save our careers. Yeah. We couldn't. Mm -hmm. And we were like, well, she's telling, you know, she, what she's saying makes sense to me. I'm not going to pretend it's not true. Yeah. And we carried on and we continued to explore that issue and continue to highlight that issue. Because you and I genuinely care about those children who are, who are in, finding themselves in that position. And that's why it's so important that we go back. Yeah. And it's why it's so important that we, we will come to America, we will spend time in America, but at its heart, it will always be a British show hosted by two British guys. It just, we, because we who, can't... Who are you getting to replace me, mate? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we can't pretend to be anything else. The show works because we're honest. Yeah. True. Rogan, our appearance on Rogan went for four and a bit hours because if you were pretending to be someone else, no one's that good an actor that you can improvise for four and a bit hours. Yeah. The mask is going to slip. I don't care how talented, how smart. You just can't. Yeah. And that's what you get with us. This is who we are. So for me, this has been a joy. I love America. But we've always got to continue to look at the world through a British lens. It's shit. <laughs> there we go. All right, mate. Well, uh, before we go, uh, I I think it, I you know in the spirit of gratitude, yeah, um, we've said gratitude. You know, our gratitude to our supporters, and I 
um, I really, really appreciate them so much. Yeah. You know. I thought you were going to go for the Jesus thing there. I just want to thank Jesus. Thank Jesus? Yeah. Well, actually, I wanted to thank you because... Um, We've been through a lot together. Yeah. Yeah, we have. You know? Yeah. This was planned, guys. No, we really have. Yeah, we have, man. Well, you know, and because it's easy when you're watching the other side that you think that. Because when it goes to shit, and we've had our differences, mm. but I always know that you've got my back. Mm. And, I you do. know, the thing in life is there's very few people who've actually got your back. There's a lot of people who say, and there's a lot of people who act like it, but the moment that the shit hits the fan, that's when you know you've got them a friend. Yeah, so I really appreciate you, man. I appreciate you too, man. Will you marry me? No guy. <laughs> <laughs> Cut. Guys, come here. Sit down. It's okay, hon. Fucking well done. Well done, boys. Smashed it. Thanks, you do so much. Thank you, Anton. Thank you, man. No, you can't go on to this, on this. You made it. We all made it. Before you go, consider joining our exclusive member feed. As a member, you'll get ad-free and extended interviews. Click the membership link in the podcast description or find the exclusive episodes link on your podcast listening app to join us.